0: Welcome back to the Jameel Gabriel Show. I'm your host, Jameel Gabriel. So today I wasn't actually going to do anything. I wasn't going to make a podcast. Um, I wasn't going to talk about anything. But over the past few hours, so many things have changed. So many things that I've learned that I'm going to end up sharing with you because I know that you guys don't like to watch the news all the freaking time. So you guys listen to me because I just summarize everything and then I give you my opinion. And it's usually very conservative and it's very, you know, angry filled. But that's because, you know, I'm doing this as a show. So I first want to account for um the new voting law bill. All right. So HR1, and I talked about this yesterday that Joe Manchin is now in charge of it. Well, apparently GOP, the grand old party, decided to block it. Um it called it a rotten bill. All right. Called the rotten bill. They blocked it through a filibuster. So they're go- the Democrats have announced that they are going to try it again. And if it doesn't pass this time, then it's going to they're going to try to get rid of the filibuster. And I've talked extensively about the filibuster. I've talked about how it got its you know roots as part of you know a racist history like the Democratic Party. But I digress. So they want to get rid of the filibuster, which it's probably going to backfire in their face if they manage to get rid of it, because once 2022 comes along, they're going to, uh, they're going to, you know, get the conservatives are going to win. I mean, from the way everything's going right now, conservatives are going to win and uh, the Republicans are going to get House and Senate and Joe Biden will be a lame duck president because they're going to block everything he does. Um, But they don't want that. And so they're now saying that, you know, this bill is, you know, if you block it, you're, you're racist and all this other stuff. And if you actually read the bill, it just mandates federal elections so that way they can win. All right. You don't need an ID. You don't need anything. Pretty much you could put in two different ballots. You could go to one county, like say you live in El Paso County and then you go to some other county like Jones County. You could vote in either one. All right. And they're expecting people not to abuse that. Come on. Are you serious? You're, They're going to people are going to abuse it. People are going to abuse it. They're also... it also allowing, you know, um, people to pay for votes. So before the ballot, you could be bribed. I mean, this this is what it allows. It doesn't explicitly say it allows, you know, bribery. But it does say, like, there could be incentives at polling stations to persuade people to vote. So what is that? That's bribery. But, you know... So they're going to try to get rid of the filibuster. Once if that happens, it's gonna backfire in twenty twenty-two. And they're gonna be like, Oh, why this this is racist. This is racist, just like the nuclear option. Um, I forgot his name. He's like, Oh, well, we don't need a two-thirds vote. We only need fifty-one percent. So they've kept passing judges after judges you know, with that 51% during the Obama administration and then all of a sudden the Trump administration when GOP had Senate, oh no, it's it's racist. You can't be doing that. You can't do that. It's it's racist. It's racist. It's evil. It's, it's so evil. You can't be doing that. So it's going to backfire. I mean, they're going to be like, if you get rid of the filibuster, they're going to be like, the GOP is just going to keep passing bills, passing bills and passing bills. But their plan is is they're going to pass, they're going to try to pass the filibuster. And when that happens, then they could pass the stupid voting law, you know, bill. But this got, they started asking a Democratic Senator, Raphael Warnock. Um, he got the state of Georgia um, last election in the runoff elections, which I still don't believe it won because they did the same thing with Joe Biden. Um, they just stopped the polls at like two in the morning and then just had a dump at four in the morning and just automatically won. It just makes no sense on that. But I digress. So they, they interview him, okay? They interview him, and this is what he decides to talk about. About this bill. Same uh conversations need to happen
1: when it comes to s1 the same relationships uh need to be used that the parent the president has built over the course of his career to make sure we pass s1 again the american people have sent us here to deliver if we deliver we maintain power in 2022 if we don't and we show the inability to deliver then we risk losing power and risk this moment in american history to really push a progressive democratic agenda
0: if So you heard it from the horse's mouth. You heard it from the horse's mouth. They don't give a shit about you, period. They don't care. What they care about is holding onto that power. That is literally what he said. He said, and I quote, if we do not pass this bill, we will lose our power, okay? So it's not about It's not about, oh, we're representing the American people. No, it's about power, okay? At least he finally freaking admits it. I don't think he was supposed to. I think he said the quiet part out loud, but I got to give him props. I got to give him, you know, praises that he is telling the truth. It's about power. It's about control. That's what they want. That is all what they've been wanting, all right? Now, I think with the GOP, they they also want power. I mean, Abraham Lincoln said it best. If you want to see the true nature of man, give him power. So I'm not saying GOP is wrong, too, because they they probably want more power. But it seems like right now the GOP is just kind of representing the American people because they're afraid they're going to lose their power. They're doing what the American people want. But... It's from the horse's freaking mouth. See, they know it. They know if they don't pass this bill, this stupid voting law bill, if they don't pass it, then they are going to lose their power, which is why Nancy piglossi or Nancy Antoinette is freaking out. Chuck Schumer is freaking out because they're on the docket in 2022 and they're about to lose. They are going to lose so severely. I mean, meanwhile... Trump is just playing 3D chess. He, or not chess, the chess. He is playing 3D chess. And I wouldn't even say 3D, 4D chess. Okay? Because Kamala has announced that she's going to the border. She's going to the border tomorrow. All right? Do you know why? It's because Trump announced he's going to the border uh, June 30th. He announced he's going to the border. And I told you. What it was? It was a power play move because if you were to go to the border, he's going to look, you know, really good, and they're going to be like, "Hey, why hasn't our own vice president been to the border? Why hasn't they seen that?" And do you know why? It's because her ego. Her ego is just so massive that she cannot go and admit defeat, admit that her rhetoric caused the border crisis. She cannot look at all those my uh, immigrants in the eye and say, you are not allowed onto the, into this country. You are not allowed. She can't do that because that's admitting an L. So now she has to do it. She has to because her office is probably getting bombarded with emails, letters being like, why haven't you visited the wall? Donald Trump is visiting the wall and, or visiting the border and he's not even president. Why does he care about the American people and you don't? Why this, Why aren't you going to see the border wall? So it's a 4D chess move, and now Kamala's freaking out because now she's like, I have to admit defeat. So obviously this is going to be a photo op. Obviously, you know, that's pretty much what they're just going to do. But it proves that Trump is not out and about, all right? He's no, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he has to do, and he is just destroying them. And it's quite funny that the Republican Party is like bowing down to Donald J. Trump, the businessman. All right. He is playing 4D chess and Kamala Harris hasn't even sat at the chess table. All right. So now she's going to look like a complete idiot going to the border and being like, "Uh, I'm sorry, immigrants, you're not allowed in this country while they wear A Biden-Harris (laughs) t-shirt. I mean, isn't that genius? That is genius. But that's all they want is they just want power. All right? So they want to pass this bill because they know they're going to lose. And if they lose, then what's going to happen? Joe Biden's going to be a lame duck president. Every executive order he tries passing, any law he tries passing, is going to be shot down by Congress. And... Yeah, that's pretty much it. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. Um, what's really important is June thirtieth when Donald Trump goes to the border wall, because I'm pretty sure he's going to give a speech and you know blah blah blah, and he's probably going to call up Kamala Harris on it. So I I also wanted to talk about this, all right? And this this helps uh, secure my you know theory that they they want. Power. Okay, so I I gotta show what you know Jim Crow Joe Beijing Biden said in this interview. All right, Here we go. There's a group of uh, of mayors,
1: law enforcement, and community leaders. And we discussed a uh, comprehensive strategy that I'm releasing today to uh, combat the epidemic of gun violence and other violent crime that we've been seeing in our country for far too long that has spiked since the start of the pandemic over a year ago. Crime historically rises during the summer, and as we emerge from this pandemic, with the country opening back up again, the traditional summer summer spike may be more pronounced than it usually would be. For folks at home, here's what you need to know. I've been at this a long time, and there are things we know that work that reduce gun violence and violent crime and things that we don't know about. But things we know about, background checks for purchasing a firearm are important, ban on assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. No one needs to have a weapon that can fire over 30, 40, 50, even up to 100 rounds, unless you think the deer are wearing Kevlar vests or something. Community policing and programs that keep neighborhoods safe and keep folks out of trouble. These efforts work; they save lives. But over time, these policies were gutted, and are woefully underfunded. In our conversation today, we talked about our strategy to supercharge what works, while we continue to push the Congress to act on sensible gun violence legislation. The Second Amendment, from the day it was passed limited the type of people who could own a gun and what type of weapon you could own. You couldn't buy a cannon. Those who say the blood of the the blood of patriots, you know, and all the stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. Well, the tree of liberty is not water with the blood of patriots. What's happened is that there never been. If you wanted to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons
0: okay so it continues on um i might continue it so let's let's break it down all right i'm gonna get to the f-15s and nuclear weapons in just a minute but first i got to talk about this he said that the second amendment was not meant to um people was not meant for you know certain people to gain weapons well yeah sure i guess Um, Black people, women, they technically weren't at the time, which is why they had to add an amendment, you know, to kind of, you know, make it legal for every American citizen. But I I digress. This is um, he says you were were not allowed to have a cannon, which is 100 percent false. I've talked about this before. There was a man who owned a ship and to fear from pirates, he wrote a letter to James Madison. James Madison issued a mark and reprieve and uh, because the man sent the letter and said, hey, um, can I get a permit to buy um, a cannon to put on my ship to protect against pirates? James Madison sent a letter mark and reprieve and said, duh, that's that's what we wrote the Second Amendment for. We wrote the second amendment for you to have a cannon. So now you could take it into perspective. All right. They wanted you to have every weapon. Okay. Now let's say a cannon back then with the technology that they had back then, it'd probably be equivalent to a drone. The founding fathers wanted you to have that. James Madison was a founding father. And he was he was so big on to liberty, you know, and being treated fairly that he was the leading attorney during the Boston Massacre. And I say Boston Massacre loosely. If you know history, um, the Boston Massacre was five people were killed. OK, they kept throwing rocks and snow at, um, you know, uh, the British soldiers. And essentially the papers ran with it, okay? They ran with it to try to you know garner support. They're like, yes, this is this is a big, big deal, all right? They are killing innocent people. They are destroying lives and all this other stuff. And James Madison actually defended the uh, the British troops, okay? Even though he was a staunch, uh, you know, he definitely signed the Declaration of Independence and he was, you know, a staunch advocate for, um, independence, he still defended the right for people, you know, he defended the right of a criminal or of potential criminals. Okay. So he knew what he was talking about, but he could, he wanted people to have cannons. That was his deal. All right. Also, Someone might go, well, they didn't have assault weapons because that's that's a term I hear all the time. I hate the term assault weapon, okay? Well, compared to what? A peace weapon? A peace rifle? Oh, it's an assault rifle. Compared to what? A peace rifle? Assault weapons or weapons in general are tools, okay? They are simply tools. They need an operator to work them. So, there were numerous assault weapons back, in, back then. There was the Giordani air rifle, which they wanted to equip every single person, but it was too expensive at the time. Now, Giordani air rifle could shoot, you know, around, not even around per minute, like around every like three seconds. That was it. Pistol box revolvers have been around for hundreds of years. And so they didn't outlaw that now, you could argue someone always argues this this notion, which I just laugh at because it's the dumbest thing I hear. Well, they're meant for the militia. What military doesn't use weapons? Name one one military that never used a weapon in war all right i could I would love to see Alexander the Third go into battle against the Persians. Without freaking weapons, without a sword and a shield, without armor. You think he would have a track record of never losing? What military doesn't use weapons? It's pretty its pretty self-obvious right there. They need to use weapons. And he's going, well, it's only meant for a certain amount of people or whatever. No, they they wanted everyone to have a weapon, okay? Now, the, thing of cool, the cool thing about James Madison is during the speech when they were drafting up the Constitution, he actually wrote down a lot of things. He, he wrote down – that's where we get most of our information on what they debated because James Madison would write almost everything that they said, what the arguments were and you know, all that fun stuff. And there was a lot of um, founding fathers that did not want people to own guns. They didn't. But there was very few that were like, hey, the American people need this because they knew they knew the potential of a tyrannical government. In fact, George Washington said it himself. He said the Second Amendment is not <laughs> for the people to protect or not. I can't even remember the, uh, the speech, but it pretty much says it is meant for the government. Or to protect the people from the government. Let me see. I I actually really want to. uh, I really want to look this up. Okay. When when governments take away citizens' rights to bear arms, it becomes the citizens' duty to take away governments' rights to govern. I mean. He's pretty much self explained. He's explaining it right there. It's not meant for the government to control, all right? It's for the people to control their government because they know how you know ultimate power corrupts ultimately, right? I think I said that right, all right. Um see, I watched Joe Biden's speech, and all of a sudden, I get loopy headed, all right. So here's another quote from George Washington. A free people ought not only be armed and disciplined, but they should have sufficient arms and ammunition to maintain a status of independence from any who might attempt to abuse them, which would include their own governments. In the Declaration of Independence, it clearly says it too. In the Declaration of the Independence, it says it. It says, when a government becomes tyrannical of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter it or abolish it. So they're talking about a uh, dictatorial government. And yet he has the audacity to go, well, you are not talking about. What more do you want to know? What more can they convince you to say, yes, it is your right to have guns to have weapons it is the right for the American people to have weapons okay they didn't have to put that in they didn't have to but they did because they knew that the government would try take him away to become tyrannical and you just heard it from Raphael Warnock that said we want power we are afraid to lose power so who are you going to believe Raphael Warnock and the other Democrats that say, oh, yeah, we're doing this to help you guys out. To help all the American people out while simultaneously saying, while we get more power. Let's take away everyone's guns while I get more power. Come on. Seriously? And people believe this. People buy this. Is what's the most insane thing that comes out. And also, Joe... The uh, the quote is from Thomas Jefferson. It says, "The tree of liberty must not be watered by the blood of the patriots, but the blood of the tyrants." I, I think that's what you're quoting. Um, yeah, Thomas Jefferson did say that. that That is true, and it got more popularized by what's his, Timothy McVeigh, the Boston Oklahoma City bomb, not Boston Oklahoma City bombing. He wore the shirt. And it said it was his favorite shirt. And he said it was his favorite quote. So it's the blood of the tyrants. okay? tyrants like you. I'm not saying do anything, but that's what the quote is meant for. Government officials, not free patriot people. It's for the government. That's the tree of liberty. It must be watered from time to time with the blood of the tyrants. Now, lastly, let's go on to his last quote. Um, you need, you're going to need F-15s and nukes. So what that tells me is you plan to use nukes on the American people. Well, the good news is once we die, we're dead. What are you going to control? You can't control me. I'm dead. I'm gone. Bye. That's it. How are you going to control that? Okay. So I doubt you're going to use nukes on everything because first off, you're going to destroy fertile land, which you can't grow any food, which you won't be able to survive. Okay, nuclear fallout, nuclear winter, that's actually a thing. Okay, I know your scientists you know, would like to argue that, but that's actually a thing. So, but you're saying the F-15 parts, all right? I get it. You, The government has better weapons and better technology to take down the American people. Yeah, I mean, sure, except let's look at all the times. In fact, I would be here all day, so I'm not going to. Let's look up. Since since the Revolutionary War, now speaking of which, the Revolutionary War, America was outnumbered. The colonies were way outnumbered. They were not even disciplined. In fact, George Washington threw his hat on the ground and said something like this. He's like, this is what I'm supposed to defend America with. Now, he did it in, you know, modern English term. But yeah, he said that in front of his troops. He said, like, this is what you've given me to defend America with? So he didn't even have any faith, all right? They were clearly outnumbered, and they were clearly underarmed. And yet we know the end story to that, okay? Uh, The Battle of Trafalgar. So you have Napoleon's uh, navy, which was far, far more massive than King George. And I think King George was king at the time far more massive and who won that battle Let, let's put it this way napoleon went into exile after that battle battle of trivalgar so who won that battle joe did they have you know the upgraded technology it was like five to one it was a five to one kind of battle now let's look up world war ii the Battle of Midway. Actually, not even let's not even look at World War II just yet. Let's look up the Civil War. Now, sure, the Union had more troops, more supplies, more everything, but if you look at individual battles, the South was pretty well armed. Or sorry. If you look at it, the North was very well armed, and the South won battles, like the Battle of Shiloh, which the North overwhelmed the South, and the South managed to secure a victory. Now, the war was won by the Union, but I digress. Now, we're going to look at World War II, the Battle of Midway. Um, There was four aircraft carriers versus three. Japan had way more troops, way more, and it was pretty much a repeat of the Battle of Trafalgar. And if you want to go back even further from that, Japan took down Russia. Yeah. They managed to secure a victory against Russia. So they seemed to win. America won, even though they were well underprepared. Well, kind of. They were prepared, but they had three aircraft carriers to four. I mean, if you look at the numbers, Japan had more uh, troops. America won. They had more technology. America still won. They had the zeros. Better trained. Still won. Let's go further. Afghanistan versus Russia. Russia pulled out. Or rather the Soviets. The Soviets pulled out. Afghanistan won. They, they were a bunch of people in caves. Yet they won. So. Vietnam. Who won that one? America still doesn't want to admit defeat. They still want to hold on to their record that they never lost the war. Yet, Vietnam definitely won. They definitely won. And America, at the time, had far, far superior military might, far superior superior technology, far superior weaponry, and Vietnam won. So... I mean the let's do re- modern times. America is losing the battle in Afghanistan. Now, like I said, you can't win Afghanistan because it's just a bunch of tribes, but America's far more greater, far more mightier than any military, and yet they can't win. So case in point, the people don't need. F-15s and nuclear weapons to take the government down. They don't, all right? Time and time and time again, history has shown with dedication and belief in what you do and a good training or a good leader and commander, you could turn the tide of war. It has happened throughout history countless times. From Napoleon to Meade to... Actually, Napoleon's later than Meade, but... To, um, you know, Stalin. Over and over again, the little guy has won. Washington. And lastly, I leave you with this, Joe. If you were to attack American people, do you really think those military members, those that have, you know, wife and kids, parents, cousins, they're going to go and attack their own brethren because you ordered them to? Do you really think that they're going to do that? Sure, some will, but not your whole military. There's no possible way. Uh, they will rather, I guarantee you, they will defect before they will try to kill their own family members. Anyway, that's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Jamil Gabriel, and I'm signing off.